Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, this is Malachi Cole, and I'd like to tell you the story of a miraculous rebirth. About a year ago, a family moved into the apartment above us, and I remember being extremely irritated by their presence because they would do construction late into the night. That eventually died off, and then we began to see their son quite frequently in the corridor as we began leaving our home or going to find groceries. And we would begin to exchange hellos, but that was about it. One day, I noticed he was paying particular attention to us, and I thought maybe this young man speaks some English. And sure enough, a few months went by, and finally, we entered into a conversation one day as we were both throwing our trash away. Sure enough, he spoke some English, but he wasn't confident enough in his abilities, so we continued to speak in Turkish. He had heard from other neighbors that we were vegans, and he was curious to know more. So I began to share with him why we believe it makes sense, it physically, spiritually, environmentally. And then he was shocked and he was intrigued. And later he actually began to relay the information that we had shared with him to another neighbor. And I realized this man really likes to share information. He's really open-minded. After that encounter, we began spending more time together. And throughout the summer, we actually saw each other pretty often. Religion would come up randomly in our conversations, and we invited him to join us for a Sabbath. Although he said that he would like that, it really seemed like there was always something better to do when the seventh day would roll around. And Our policy is typically, we don't like to press anyone to join us. We just share, and then we let them wrestle with the Holy Spirit as we shower them in prayer. Then one day, he came to our house to practice English with us, and he shared that his life was actually a miracle. When his mother was pregnant with him, his parents didn't really want him and three times she received an injection for an abortion. We assured him that God gave him life for a purpose. And then for reasons that I can't really remember, we shared with him the two stories that we had recently read with our Sabbath group. Those stories were the woman caught in adultery and the story of Zacchaeus. And as we shared the stories with him, I could tell that he was intrigued and he really enjoyed these stories. So the following day, he called to practice his English again, and not long after that we began, and he said, hey, the stories that you shared with me yesterday, they really showed me that I've been missing something in my life. I want to visit your group this weekend. Can I come and visit? I was happy to say yes. That Sabbath was super crowded. We had five young adults attending for the first time. And we read the story of Elijah and the widow and we dwelt much on the theme of benevolence. And as usual, 
After our reading, we feasted together on some delicious food, and then the night rolled on and we all parted ways. By chance, we arrived back at our building at the same time as our friend, and he was actually headed to a late-night soccer match, but he just had to tell us what an amazing day he had. He said, you know, the format of reading the story and then retelling it, that's great. And then the idea of looking for someone else in our lives to share that story with is fantastic. You know, this experience our friend was having just filled us with joy. And then I looked back and I thought to myself, how did this all begin? What made him at last want to read from the word and then come and see what takes place with us as Christians as we worship? And what it was, was he had really felt his need. He was awakened by the stories from the very book that we were calling all people to discover. It was a simple and yet profound reminder that we need to share these stories and then just let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And you know, since that story took place, this young man has been doing just that. He's been going from place to place, sharing these incredible stories with other people. In fact, he ended up bringing his best friend to our meeting just so he could hear the wonderful things that were going on. And later, we found out that he was sharing these stories with his family, which was a radical event because they are an extremely Muslim family. His father reads the Quran daily and has been on the Hajj multiple times. And yet this young man had found the pearl of great price and at all cost was willing to share these incredible stories. Friends, are you willing, at all costs, to acquire this pearl of great price? Is it worth more than anything else? Then. Why not give your life and service for the gospel kingdom and choose to be an overseas missionary? Adventist Frontier Missions offers student mission service of one to two years, short-term mission service of two to three years, career mission service, and we even offer a platinum service for those who have completed their careers yet wish to continue serving God in their golden years. So what does it take? You only need a willing heart and a loving commitment to Jesus as not only your Savior, but also the Savior of the unreached, those who will never hear the good news, unless someone goes and tells them. Go into all the world, Jesus says, and make disciples of all nations, kindreds, tribes, and peoples. Adventist Frontier Missions can help. Here's how. Point your browser to afmonline.org and select Serve from the top menu. Check out the mission opportunities. Learn about what to expect and explore the training options. Again, that's afmonline.org, and select Serve. Go ahead. Offer that pearl of great price to others, and hey, bring a crowd with you as you enter those pearly gates. Now, on to our second story, titled, Jahal and the Bible Lesson. Some years ago, a young man named Jehal 
came to visit our group. I don't quite remember how he came, but as I recall, we had a few young Bible workers in our city who only stayed for a short time. But during their time, they befriended Jehal and brought him to our group. Together, they had conversations about Islam and Christianity, and soon he began joining our small group regularly on Sabbath. And after the worship time was over, they would have more and more conversations. At first, he didn't want to participate in the conversation. He would just listen and actively join in the discussion afterwards. When he finally did attend our group for worship, he found it fascinating. My wife and I weren't actually present that week, but we learned that there had been an inductive study concerning a particular story in the scriptures. And as they dissected the story and learned more about the character of God, this young man was amazed. Jay Hall, filled with excitement, went back to his home and to his family, and he gathered them around, and he told them how he had learned this amazing story and how he had done this thing with the Bible. And he said, hey, bring the Qurans, and let's do the same thing. So they all gathered around with their Qurans, and they tried to read a story and tried to break into it inductively, but it just didn't turn out the same. This was a fascinating event because Jehal's uncle and his father are actually prominent imams in our community. After that, Jehal came back to our group and brought some Qurans. And throwing them at everybody's feet, basically, he told the group, he said, hey, treat these the same as you treat the Bible. Mark them up, read them back and forth, and connect the stories. He wanted to know if we could make it work, just like we did with the Bible. Jehal continued coming to our group meetings almost every Sabbath, saying how much he really enjoyed being with us and how different it was and how loving our group was from anything that he'd ever experienced. However, he still rarely joined us for worship. He would typically show up after the worship service or at some time in the afternoon. Every Sabbath, Jehal asked thought-provoking questions, and he was open to learning. Due to his father and uncle being imams and because of the pushback and the influence of his wife's wealthy family, he was really encouraged to maintain his distance from us and basically began to withdraw. But nevertheless, he was drawn to what was happening, and he would join us whenever it was possible. We decided to start a young adult Bible study group, and we chose to kick it off by reading through the book of Daniel. Jay Hall was hooked from the beginning. The night that we read the fourth chapter, he asked us before the study began if we had any extra Bibles. And I said, yeah, of course we do. And he said, can I have one? I said, yeah, you can take the one that you always use when you come here. Then without me asking him why, he began to eagerly explain. He said, you know, after we read that second chapter of Daniel, I was blown away. And I shared it with my friend. And he was so excited that he wished he could join us too, but he lives in another city. So he asked if I could find a Bible and send it to him, and then we could begin reading together for ourselves. So. We encouraged him to continue sharing with his friends the things that he learns when we're together. That night, as our study concluded, Jehal made his own observations about the text for the very first time. It was so exciting to see him engaged and active. And he said, You know, I see that God really loves all people, and he wants all people to be saved. He's so patient with this angry pagan Nebuchadnezzar king I think it's time for me and my people to focus more on how much God loves us 
rather than trying to love God and love each other all the time. This young man has seen a trifecta of the Christian experience. He was touched by the behavior and a feeling of a sense of belonging, and then he was drawn to inquire what we believe. And that's really what it's all about, belief, behavior, and belonging. Oh, that we would have the power to lift up the love and the character of God more than we do, so that Jesus could draw all people to himself. You know, the Colts are just one of many missionary families serving God overseas who, like Jeremiah of old, have a fire burning in their bones and cannot help but give the message to others. God may be calling you to mission service too, and you don't have to have a doctorate in theological missiology to do God's work. You are invited to serve, no matter your profession. Adventist Frontier Missions has employed teachers, apple and cattle farmers, accountants and bankers, architects, pastors, students, retirees, office workers, videographers and photographers, nurses, musicians, and many others. You only need to be willing. Here's a snapshot of a few calls available this year. English teacher, needed to teach in a school system, build a relationship with both children and adults, and bring them closer to Jesus. Ministry leader, needed to conduct soul winning and friendship evangelism to a country where fewer than 1% are Christian. Health worker and community development leader, two units are needed with practical skills such as simple medical treatments, construction know-how, mechanical or farming techniques, all which will break down prejudice and open the way for the gospel. AFM also needs church planters in India, Jordan, the Philippines, Turkey, and various countries throughout Central and Southeast Asia. To view our current mission opportunities, point your browser to afmonline.org and select Serve from the top tab, then click on Opportunities. That's afmonline.org or call 800-937-4236 Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.